Welcome everyone to the Dr. Joe's podcast. This is a space for health and wellness seekers that are looking to take their health to a new level. A space where we interview athletes and health experts that are managing their health in unique ways and my perspective on my health journey. When you don't know what you should consider when it comes to your health journey, this is a space where you can learn some practical tips that you can easily adopt at home. Let's get it. Happy Monday, everyone. It's Dr. Joe here. I'm really excited about today's podcast. But before we start, for those that don't know me, I'm a board-certified physician that practices and truly believes in functional medicine. I consult for 10 hours a day, five days a week, and I live and breathe healthy living. And I'm continually asking myself questions and reconsidering how I can better manage my patients. A bit about my journey, when I was 26 years old, I was diagnosed with stage 2 Hodgkin's lymphoma and when I was diagnosed, I didn't understand how I could better my health or what I could have done to contribute to my illness. Eight years on my journey of searching for better ways to improve my health, plus consulting thousands of patients and a ton of research, I found some answers. Things that I wish I knew 10 years ago and I want to share with my patients and listeners. Remember guys, knowledge is power. My wife asked me over breakfast yesterday, what intrigues me about functional medicine? And guys, whilst we're in the middle of renovations and everything has been about paints, furniture, design concepts, this was a question that added fire to my belly. I said to her, it's not so much about intrigue, but this is a way of life. This is something that if we get right, when we're 70 years of age, we'll still be traveling, picking functional activities that to do whilst we're away with no limitations to how we feel or what we do. That's my goal and I think it should be yours. On today's podcast, I really want to discuss why chronic inflammation is the silent assassin. As we've seen on social media, everyone's discussing anti-inflammatory foods. So first of all, what is inflammation? Inflammation is the body's natural defense mechanism against an injury, a foreign invader, an abrasion, or any wound as such that results in redness, swelling, and pain. If you want to look at a visual, look at my recent video on, on my IG tutorials on my highlights, which by the way, went viral on TikTok with over 300,000 views. I think it was a perfect picture of how the body mounts an acute, meaning a short time inflammatory response against a foreign body. The problem really starts when inflammation is prolonged and continues even when that injury or the invader is healed or has resolved. Depending on where you get chronic inflammation will really determine what symptoms you will get. But the basis of why this is so important is the body gives us signs where we get symptoms like brain fog, lethargy, joint pains, muscle pains, digestive issues, acid reflux, weight management problems is a, is a common one, food cravings, your energy may dip throughout the day, sleep problems, that's a big one. Going one step further, if we don't deal with these warning signs, it results in diseases like heart disease, strokes, diabetes, 
immune-related issues where our immune system starts to become oversensitive by releasing inflammatory cytokines and and starts reacting against our body. So these are all important autoimmune diseases, things like celiac disease, inflammatory bowel disease, lupus, psoriasis, just to name a few. Guys, we need inflammation, but we don't want too much of it. We just need a balance. And in this modern day, we're having an uprise of chronic inflammatory related diseases and autoimmune diseases. So what I'd like to do today is discuss how we can reduce inflammation in our bodies. And as I've said multiple times, there's not one size fits all. Certain food groups could be your medicine, but to other people could be their poison. Biovariability with our genetics will mean that we react differently to foods. So how can we ensure that we're doing the right things and getting the correct results? If you've not heard my podcast episode on gut health, please listen to it because this is an addition to the gems of what was discussed in that episode. I'm going to assume that we all know that eating grass-fed or grain-fed protein is important to reducing toxins and unwanted, uh, unwanted chemicals in our body. And where possible, try to find organic produce, including your coffee beans. It's important to understand what we're placing in our mouths. Understanding that the majority of inflammation can be controlled by what we place on our forks and how we manage our emotions. So we can do a lot to prevent disease in our bodies. The uncontrollable factor is our genetics. However, in saying all of this, we can all feel better and we can reclaim our health. In the Gut Health podcast a few weeks back, we discussed four food groups that I, I suggested that we temporarily eliminate when investigating what is triggering inflammation in our body. It's a really easy approach, can be adopted at, at your homes. It's what I do in my office and I suggest that most patients start with this. Today, we're going to go one step further. And if you're like me and you want to go all out, get to the bottom of this whole suboptimal health conundrum or if you're simply a type a personality like me and you're just wanting to get it right once and for all okay then breathe and listen carefully because you're about to get pissed off <laughs> because there are more foods that i want you to eliminate not forever but just for a total of eight weeks then Follow the protocol of what we discussed to reintroduce the food group slowly, one by one, and monitor how you feel and monitor yourself for flare-up of symptoms with each of these food groups. When you find the food groups that cause you to have adverse symptoms, these are the food groups that I want you to eliminate from your diet. Remember, this is just general advice. Always seek your advice of your doctor before starting anything new. So a recap, what was the four food groups previously discussed? Number one, gluten. Guys, that includes healthy stuff like quinoa, oats, spelt. Number two, dairy products, things that contain lactose and caseins. Yes, that also includes your WPR, WPC protein powders, guys, for those that have asked. If it contains whey, it contains dairy from the same source. Number three, refined sugars that includes sweetness healthy alternatives like stevia honey coconut sugar number four 
man-made omega-6 oils and trans fat oils pretty self-explanatory okay for now these are the the next food groups that i want you to eliminate and i want to preface that if you just want to start with the four that we just discussed happy days i think it's a great start any change is good and i'm proud of you the next items to eliminate are alcohol okay for most of most people this is self-explanatory for the majority of my patients alcohol is the biggest contributor to a flare-up of digestive issues skin issues like psoriasis and other kind of skin conditions brain fog heaps of other symptoms alcohol is a added burden to your liver and think of your liver as a major detox organ in your body along with your kidneys your lymphatic systems in your body the next item is coffee I feel like this is a huge blow for those who love their coffee, but think of this just as a temporary thing and you can have herbal teas. You can have up to four cups of green tea or white tea to counteract the caffeine withdrawal headaches you may get. Caffeine guys can really stress out your brain adrenal axis. Think of your adrenal glands as the batteries of your body. And also, as a plus, you can have as much non-caffeinated herbal teas as you want. And all of those have their added kind of individual benefits. The next food group is what we call nightshade vegetables. Things like capsicum, tomatoes, eggplants, white potatoes, goji berries. These items have alkaloids that can be inflammatory for some. The next one is nuts and seeds, things like cashews, walnuts, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, almonds. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know I pretty much put these items into my collagen smoothies every day. For most, these are bad and it contains a load of benefits for the body. But for some, these proteins within these nuts and seeds are inflammatory. And as I'm talking, some lights may be going off within you. For instance, if you notice that your bowels become erratic, after consuming this, your eczema, your psoriasis flares up, or you may have a lupus flare up and may be requesting a prescription after sitting and consuming these items. The next item is legumes, things like lentils, black beans, white beans, even foods that contain soil, uh, soil, soy. These contain lectins, okay, and other potentially non-favorable proteins for some. At this point, you're probably thinking, what the hell am I meant to eat? And if you're a vegan or vegetarian, you've probably stopped listening and you potentially swore a few times. At this point, it's only going to get worse because the last item that I want you to eliminate just for eight weeks is eggs. For some, the albumin in egg whites are a, a bit of, a, of an irritant. And for some, the whole egg you're sensitive to the whole egg and can cause a cascade of pro-inflammatory cytokines within the body. If you're struggling what to eat at this point, you're not alone, okay? It just takes a little bit of organization. But if you're vegan or vegetarian, I fully respect that way of life. And I know that a lot of what you eat comes from these items that we just discussed. So what I think is we and let's talk just to the vegans and vegetarians for the moment. I think there's three alternatives that you, you can do. One, be flexible for just eight weeks with the proteins that you eat, even if it's just seafood. 
I've no agenda in saying anything only to see you guys reach new levels in your health. Number two, if that's a no-go or you will not or can't eat an alternative protein, then stick to the basic four groups that we previously uh, discussed. Um, That's a solid option. Three, if you're going to eat nuts, seeds, and legumes, eat a smaller quantity and soak them in water for maybe eight hours prior to eating it. Um, Or if you're going to consume legumes, use a pressure cooker as it will reduce the lectin content and the phytic acid. Regardless of all of what was said today, remember that if you are in this elimination diet regimen, drink heaps of water, eat lots of green, green leafy vegetables, eat organic where possible, and make sure that your meats are not pumped with antibiotics and toxins. So grass-fed or grain-fed where possible. Eat lots of healthy fats like coconut milk, coconut yogurt, avocados, olives, olive oil. When it comes to inflammation, being a silent assassin, if we see the signs in our bodies, it becomes not so silent. The systems that inflammation typically attacks are your brain, your digestive system, detox systems within the body, which is your liver, kidney, and lymphatic systems, musculoskeletal systems, Endocrine system, which is your brain communicating to your thyroid, adrenals, ovaries, testes, your blood sugar and insulin system, which involves your liver, your pancreas, and the insulin receptors on a cellular level. And lastly, our immune system that also results in autoimmune conditions. Inflammation can affect all these symptoms, these systems. And for most of you guys, one or two of these systems um, may be attacked and you may identify symptoms individually. However, all the symptoms that may manifest for chronic inflammation can vary and can be confusing. So to start off with, maybe seeing a functional medicine doctor running some blood work could be a start of where you might see if you have chronic inflammation in your body or simply maybe just listen to the next few episodes as we'll talk about this in more depth. Targeting our diet and food groups that trigger inflammation is one way. However, having a toxic lifestyle of stress and dealing with unhealthy emotions or scars from your past can all add to a chronic inflammatory state. My goal for you is that you be your own leader in your personal health and for your family's health, that you become a cornerstone in your community so that you can lead more healthier and functional lives. I want you to be traveling and climbing a mountain when you're 70 to 80 years of age. Remember life is your playground and a healthy body and mind will become a useful tool to help you enjoy all that life has for you. So that's it for today. Thanks for hanging out with me. I would love to know what you think of these podcasts. If you have time, please rate and review this podcast. And if you love what you're hearing, hit subscribe and pass it along to a friend. If you have any questions, remember to drop me a question on Instagram or Facebook. To see more recipes, tutorials, tips, head over to my Instagram, Dr. Joe's channel. Until next week, guys, it's Dr. Joe here bringing knowledge to light.